welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? Scared? Terrified? Traumatized? Sterilized? Sanitized? I am absolutely petrified. Genuinely. These are pretty scary times. The weird thing is also, I'm sure a lot of you will be able to relate, as somebody who experiences anxiety and panic attacks on the regular. It's weird because usually I had to go to a stag last week and naturally I woke up the next morning feeling incredibly sort of rattled, uh, shook and in sort of existential oblivion. But usually when that happens and my anxiety like becomes overwhelming and I begin to hyperventilate and have a panic attack, I sort of like ring a close friend or a family member and I explain to them, you know, Okay, so I can't really remember what my feet are. I think I'm going to die. The world is going to collapse. We're actually just floating in the middle of the sky. I don't know what I am. I'm overthinking about my brain and I'm just about to die. We're all going to die. The world is ending. Usually when that happens, the person close to me or the family member will say, okay, Mark, look, just relax. Just take a couple of deep breaths. Focus on the here and now, you know, get a glass of water, get rid of some of this adrenaline that you're producing, you will be okay. Nowadays, on the other hand, given the corona, when I have this existential dread and overwhelming anxiety, I, you know, call up my mum and I'm like, listen, I really think I might die. I really think you might die. We're all going to die. The world is going to end. And she's like, yeah, yeah, the world is ending. We might die. So lean into that panic, baby. Panic away, because you should. We're all going to die. Terrifying. Suffice to say, throughout these terrifying times, I cannot thank you all enough who have found the time not only to continue listening to the podcast, but to send me incredibly kind messages to support the show. It it just means the world to me, and it's amazing. Uh, I'm speechless with gratitude. So thank you very much. To every single person that signed up to the Patreon this week, you're bringing me that little bit closer to being entirely self-sufficient on this, which is the ultimate dream, to be able to make a career out of hopefully making you people laugh. So I can't thank you enough. For those of you that have not subscribed to the Patreon yet, maybe you could consider it now. Now that we're all sort of housebound for the next few weeks, if you have not subscribed yet, you can go onto Patreon. There are already three bonus episodes there Rating, waiting to be listened to. Uh, furthermore, I'll be releasing an extra episode every Wednesday. It's called The Baby Roast. And also, I was sort of thinking, given that we're all on lockdown, maybe I could do even like a third one or something, just just purely out of boredom, because what else are we going to do? You know? It's not, like, it's not like we've all been away last week going to a horse racing festival, is it? No, it's not like we'd be that stupid and that absolutely reckless and careless that we would go over to a horse racing festival called Cheltenham, is it? The answer, my friends, is of course yes. Because why the bloody hell would you get, would you let a global pandemic get in the way between you having a little flutter on the bloody guineas? Do you know what I mean? Do they call them the guineas? I think it's the Guineas, right? Anyway, but like Cheltenham, 
Like, tell them in the first place, okay? Even even without, even if you forget about the coronavirus for a second, Cheltenham Festival is basically just a mix between, like, it's, it's just like the Tomorrowland, but for Tories who voted for Brexit and people who drive white vans and drink cans of Coke for breakfast. You know, guys from East Croydon who haven't worn suits since the day that they were in court for vandalising their local weather spoons with a fire extinguisher. All of a sudden thinking that they're fucking Thomas Shelby. You know these Peaky Blinder suits? Good God. Good God. By order of the Peaky Blinders. Uh, no. By order of the Geeky Blind drunk. You look less like Thomas Shelby and more like somebody who should literally be ran over by a Shelby. Like, guys wearing suits that look more out of shape than me with my fucking t-shirt off. These also, sorry, sorry, suits with no socks and those skin-tied suit pants. That literally just tells me two things. You are either A, a drug dealer, or B, somebody who sells teeth whitener in the changing room of your local gym. The fake tan, the highlights in the hair, the non-stop bitchiness. And the girls aren't great either, am I right? No, Mark, you're wrong. Also, you see these guys, you know, people who don't know anything about horses going to these things. Lads talking with their hands over their mouths as if people are looking at them to get their tips. Absolutely absurd. The language they use. Oh yeah, there's an excellent gate there now. I really fancy Debbie does Dallas in the fifth. You know, fabulous insinuation of a bridle there, you know. What unholy levels of shite are you talking about? The closest you've ever been to the word stable is the fucking mental state you had before you fell for, like, Ray Winstone's cheeky chappy Paddy Power ad. Do you know what I mean? The closest you've ever been to a stable is when you visited the live crib on Dawson Street last Christmas. Absolutely outrageous carry-on. I do find it mental, though, this, this sort of culture of gambling and the way that the advertising campaigns are done and it's all this cheeky, chappy, lads, lads, lads banter. It's fucking betting. People are losing their livelihoods and worse over this. The delusion as well that comes with gambling, you know. Ah, yeah, you know, like I like to have the odd flutter. Man, you've just spent 50 euro on electronic dog racing in Singapore. If you had any more flutters, you'd suffer from cardiac arrhythmia. These little flutters are exclusively for nutters, you absolute fucking maniac. Also, stop stealing those little mini pens. You've got so many of those bloody Paddy Power pens in your pocket, it would take fucking Rain Man more than a week to count them. Absolutely outrageous. How are you, bud? Any tips? Yeah, man, get out of the bookies at one o'clock and go home to your wife and kids. About four years ago, I actually went into Paddy Power because a friend of mine convinced me to have a bet on, uh, I don't know if it was Cheltenham, could have been the Gold Cup or something. Anyway, we went in and this was the time that I was doing those uh, Facebook videos, like the Susie ones, right? And anyway, I was in the Paddy Powers and I, I came home and then I just like did the sort of like maniacal, self-obsessed, uh, just search my name on Twitter. And this guy tweeted... Saw that chap Mark Megan and Paddy Power today. I was like, oh, that's lovely. Didn't realise that I'd been seeing. That's, that's quite cool. Saw that chap Mark Megan and Paddy Power today. And I was like, oh, this is very nice. What, what sort of compliment is he going to give me? 
Chap dresses like an absolute flute. I hadn't even heard that terminology before. The chap dresses like an absolute flute. Ridiculous. Speaking of flutes, by the way, what's the story with these people posting photos of them with fucking champagne flutes in the corporate tents in Cheltenham? I just can't understand. Like, it doesn't look like crack. You know, hanging around with people wearing barber jackets and like jodhpurs. You're not fucking running in the race. You're not a jockey. Why are you dressed like that? And then you've got the other side of it. You know, you've got those sort of rough lads who are eating like beers and drinking kebabs at like 11am, literally bursting out of their fucking skin tight top men suits. You look like Augustus Gloop in the 1971 version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh yeah, you can't, can't beat a good day out racing though, innit? Man, how much racing have you actually done? As far as I can tell, you're literally just eating a cheeseburger from a a van that looks less hygienic than the rat market in Wuhan, and you've already drank 11 points of fucking bitter. It's not even lunchtime. There's a stain on the back of your suit trousers that is far too harrowing for me to even inquire about, and you've just lost three grand. In four hours' time, you're going to be staring at the ceiling of your room in the Premier Inn after peeling off your girlfriend's skin-tight leather leggings that like literally were stuck to her like glue you had to get two of those little Kerrygold butter sachets from the fucking dining room of the hotel just to sort of (coughs) squeeze her out of it after a full day of sweating and shouting and betting and fighting and spitting and shitting this is not a day out at the races in it this is fucking middle earth this is post Brexit Christmas day this is what you wanted and this is what you'll get You've got as much class as a shutdown secondary school, do you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Apparently, uh, Debbie Does Dallas in the 5th is going to romp home. Man, you haven't delivered this bad a tip since the last time you performed missionary on your miserable missus with less vigour than a Mormon fucking missionary. Outrageous. By the way, I think I think it should I, sh- I should be honest here and say that like I used to go to the races. I used to go horse racing on Stevens's Day, also known as Boxing Day for my British listeners. But I used to go to the Leopardstown race course on Stevens's Day every year growing up. And it used to be so enjoyable, particularly in the years before I started drinking. I'd go in with my dad, you'd have like a hot chocolate. A hot chocolate that was served to you at such a scalding hot temperature, it probably wouldn't be drinkable until 2026. Suffice to say, they were gorgeous winter days out. You'd go to the, uh, what's it called, like the, you know, like the area where the horses get like, sort of like the, like the catwalk. <laughs> You know the sort of I'm such a such a bloody sportsman. You know the catwalky place where the horses go first. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, oh there's a horse. Oh look at her. There's yep, there's another horse." People like taking notes as if like they're looking at the horse. Oh no, she's you can see she's got good energy today. No, no, she doesn't. No, he was he she was definitely up too late. Yeah, there's too much too much Netflix. You know what I mean? Probably has a bit of nay fever. Am I right? No, you're wrong. But anyway, um. Yeah, I used to enjoy it, you know, I used to enjoy going to the races, then you come out with your old man and you'd be walking along and all of those women who sound like uh, Joey or Estelle, Joey's agents and friends would be selling you those chocolate bars, do you remember the ones? Four bars for the pound, 
four bars for the pound. They literally just say, four bars for the pound. And then you'd get the chocolate bar. You'd be like, this is a bargain. And then you'd literally get it and it'd be like, Snikers or Mears. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They sound like space stations, not fucking chocolate. Fake chocolate. But as we got older, we used to go after school. And we think we look really old and sort of mature, wearing our sort of badly fitted suits, going up, drinking nagins of vodka, getting absolutely polluted and you'd have spent all of your Christmas money within 45 minutes of being in Leopardstown like absolutely ridiculous carry on and then you'd leave and you'd go down to the leap in for a few Pinto de Lagos and there'd always be one guy it's like four o'clock in the day and he'd be absolutely fucking buckled I'm sure you get them as well coming back from Cheltenham you know there'd probably be a guy on the train and he's like looking at his phone and like, he probably can't read his messages, but there definitely says something about like divorce from his missus, because this is the third day in a row he's gotten absolutely barbarically drunk. Also, people leaving the Cheltenham Festival should all be fucking quarantined. Nothing to do with the coronavirus. Just can you imagine the other things that they've contracted after a week of fornicating with people who probably think Alton Towers is owned by the royal fucking family? Do you know what I mean? Spending the week in these bloody corporate tents posting fucking selfies of you with champagne, meanwhile asking your parents to revolution some more loot living beyond your means that's exactly what Cheltenham is though Cheltenham is basically just a who's who of people that I used to know in university who have yet to move to Dubai sorry actually have any of you ever even have any of you been on a horse by the way it's literally the scariest thing on planet bloody earth it's the sorest thing also I mean, literally, I don't know how people's like legs are used to being spread that wide apart no 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 don't make a joke about the Alex class of 2008 no 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 but genuinely do you know what I mean it's really sore I went about like several several years ago we were on a beach down in Clonakilty in West Cork and there was like oh you can do trekking on the beach oh this would be great this would be really fun let's do this scariest thing in the world you're not in control as somebody who, do, who suffers massively from anxiety, I suppose the fulcrum, the epicenter of my dysfunction is the fact that I can't always be in control. And thus, when I'm not in control, I panic. Being on a horse is exactly that. I was probably going like one, like not even a mile an hour. And it was the most terrifying fucking experience on earth. And I was like, to the woman, I was like, listen, what sort of a horse is this? She was like, that's not a horse, Mark. That's literally like a donkey. It's like a baby donkey that would probably be even too small to go into like the Fawcett's circus. It was absolutely terrifying. Really, really scary. Ash, like, I'm here to go to fucking stay at home, like, am I? Sorry? Yeah, well, like, you got the old tickets already booked and the flights already done, the hotel's bull, I'm not going to get a refund on that, like, you may as well go out, like, you're going to live your life, like, I know the corner's bad and stuff, like, but you've got to keep going, like, you can't just ball yourself up and hold yourself up, it's not the Spanish flu, like. Excuse me? Well, anyway, I was chatting to a friend of mine, he's got a PhD. What do you mean he's got a, you're chatting, okay, so go on, you're chatting to your friend of yours. Yeah, yeah, well, he's got a PhD. In what? Well, he's got a Twitter account. Oh, he's got a Twitter account. And that gives him an authority on the subject of the coronavirus. Yeah, like, but he said you'd be better off going out there and doing that than you would be stuck at home. You've got just as much a chance of taking him when you get stuck at home. No, you don't. You are literally the biggest basicus in the bloody world, like. You know, you've got to live your life, like. We can't all just give up. You know, if we give up, then what's left? 
What's even the point of living? Man, you, you've literally been asked to stay at home for one week. It's not like you've been sectioned for the last 44 years, you know. You're not Andy Dufresne, you know what I mean? You've literally been asked to just stay at home and watch Netflix for a fucking week. You're acting like you've been banished to Azkaban or Alcatraz. Literally just don't go. I don't know, like... Yes. Sorry? Are you even speaking anymore? You know what I mean? Some of these people's logic is just utterly absurd. Anyway, yeah, I actually come down with a cough. Goodbye. listening to the Sunday Roast really appreciate it guys I know that we're all absolutely sick and tired of hearing about both the coronavirus and the Patreon but these are hard times for everybody if you fancy subscribing to the Patreon you've been making a huge difference to me and to my life so I really appreciate it follow me on Instagram at Megan Mark uh, yeah www.patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan there's three extra shows there already there'll be another one coming out on Wednesday so if you're at a loose end over the next couple of weeks, a little bit of light diversion. Uh, look after yourselves, take care, wash your hands, etc., etc. And looking forward to speaking to you soon. Really annoyingly, it looks like these live shows are uh, going to be suspended for a little bit longer due to everything that's happening. But that is the least of our concern right now. Look after you and yours. Chat to you soon. Take care. You know, you've got to live your life, like, we can't all just give up.